ladies and gentlemen, welcome and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ball Is Not Life podcast. I'm your host, your co-host, and your favorite special guest, Ed Cotner Jr. And we're going to talk a lot about ball and just a little bit about life. Y'all know what time it is, baby. It's game time. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, what's popping, what's cracking, what's going on with y'all, happy Monday, March the motherfucking first, 2021, Ball Is Not Like Podcast, we back, it's been like a week and a half, but it be feeling like it's like a month, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I just woke up from a nap, man, and like, just the fact that I just started talking on this microphone, I feel like a whole different person, as usual, we live on Facebook, um, if this is your first time hearing this, you are about to experience someone so cold, man. Welcome back. If you've been here before, if you haven't, man, welcome. Go like the page, Balls Not Life um, podcast on Facebook, like my personal page, Ed Cotner Jr., because that's my name, Ed Cotner Jr. I'm just rambling and talking. I ain't even introduced my damn self. So it's good to see y'all. It's good to be seen, I guess I should say. I'm going to take my glasses off. Um, to prevent the glare um, and all of that good stuff. So, like I said, man, it's March 1st. March is my favorite, favorite month. It's a lot of things that happen in March. The weather starts to get nice. Um, basketball gets serious in the NBA. I know it's close. Well, typically, it's you're kind of getting ready for playoff time. Um, but not this year. It's a little bit different this year. And that's cool because it's still getting serious. So we with it. Um, March Madness kicks off. St. Patrick's Day jumps off. My birthday's the day after St. Patrick's Day. That's about to jump off. Well, <laughs> I thought that was going to happen last year, and COVID was like, nah, bro, go ahead and have a seat. But um, we're going to see what happens. Um, so we're not even going to sweat it. We're going to talk about it and, and put good things and good energy out into the world, man, because Lord knows we need it. Um like I said, the sun's coming out. We played some softball the last two weekends. We got outside a little bit. Hey, hey, let me live, man. <laughs> we a minute and a half into the podcast, man. And here come Anthony already talking crazy. <laughs> uh, but shoot, man, it's it's a lot that goes on in March. It's kind of the you know the unofficial turn. Y'all know I I still feel like we got one more one more big freeze coming here in Indiana. Um, we probably get one more good snowstorm, but. You know, softball is about to crank up. We we are in Jasonville, I believe, this weekend. Um, I'm running with my guy that. So we got that going. Softball, indoors starting to end, wrap up. Outdoors cranking up. Uh, leagues is about to kick off. A lot more BP, a lot more tunnel work. A lot of things going on in March, man. There's my granny. What's going on, granny? I love you. Um, Got to show love to granny every time she come through because, like, I really appreciate that. So uh, before we get too far, oh, wait, 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 one more thing is coming up. PCB is in a month. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. PCB is in a month, man. I cannot wait to get down to Florida. Got a nice condo on the beach. We got the boat reserved and ready to go to go to Shell Island. Um, booking the tea time. We can't book that yet. Uh, but we gonna get around the golfing down there. So if any of y'all going to PCB and y'all see this, get at me. We found a course. We are gonna try to get a, a, a tee time for, and get around the golfing while we down there, man. And just really get away from this cold, get away from the snow, get some warmth, get to some water, some sand, all of that good stuff, and man, some softball. 
Um, but on that note, real quick, I want to do this now. Um, I gotta show love to um I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not even gonna fake it. But to those of you in the softball community that saw um that Austin passed away from COVID, Austin was slated to be one of my teammates for PCB. And the weird the weird thing about it, man, is like I didn't I never met Austin. Um I his brother played with some people from from the area out in Vegas, I believe. I think he was holding his teammate or something like that. Um, but seeing his brother quite a few times in Vegas, never met or really like got to know either one of them. Um, obviously, spiders, you know, we talk about it being a family and so on and so forth. And so it's really kind of crazy, like to have something like this happen, because once you link up with your team in that group chat, like once you're drafted and you have your team, like your teammates, whether you've met, whether you've played before, like I said, Tony and I played together in Vegas, the rest of my team, I've seen a couple of them, never heard some of their names, but those are my teammates. Um, and so it was very unfortunate that we lost Austin. Um, so, you know, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, take advantage of it, but you know, we're already talking about you know, really wanting to play hard. You want to play hard and you want to have a good time. But, you know, we we really want to play hard and represent for Austin and PCB. So shout out to to Austin and his family. Um, and, you know, our prayers are definitely with them. Definitely praying for the Spiders family. It's a lot of us, man. And and we I really like how we stick together, um, regardless of what you feel about what happened, what it was, whatever. Like somebody's gone and ultimately one of my teammates is gone. So, um Definitely a shout out to him and wanted to wanted to start off the show with that. Um, Granny, if you are still here, I love you. Thank you for coming by. Take care. Um, so yeah, shout out to Austin Man and and the rest of my team, rest of my spiders family. I can't wait to see y'all. We're gonna turn up, we're gonna get loose. So, with that being said, obviously, uh, you know, it, it, the Pacers conversation around the city is getting kind of weird. Because and again, y'all forgive the bags under my eyes. I literally just woke up probably 15 minutes ago. It's been a long day. I worked this weekend. I had a long it's day one. Stay one. Day one is crazy for me at work, man. All right. So I had to get a nap, kind of decompress, get ready for this, kind of change the energy up. So Pacers conversation is heating up because people are panicking. We talked about it. We've talked about it for weeks now, for a few episodes now, I guess I, I could say. And if you talk to me outside of the podcast or you see me on Facebook or whatever, I'm usually talking about the Pacers a lot. And we knew that this was coming. You cannot have guys injured and expect to, to compete. The problem, and I, and I guess we're just going to jump right into this. The problem with the Pacers' losses is that they're not getting blown out. If the Pacers are losing games by 30 or 40 points or, you know, something ridiculous every single game, they come out looking lethargic, they look bad, horrible team, horrible blah, blah, you know, just just shitty. We can talk about it, but they don't. Pacers are putting themselves in positions to win basketball games, and I don't know what's happening, but it's just not happening. They're not getting the job done. You know, having – I don't put too much stock into – having a 16-point lead in the second quarter. Because if you've ever played in a league, not not just going to the gym and playing pickup, if you've ever played league ball, and I'm going to talk about this later because some of y'all probably saw my Facebook Live that I did last week when I was playing 
um, in a game. And so if you've ever played in a league with a clock, 16 points is very easy to overcome if you're not careful. It's easy to it's easy to come back from and it's easier to give up. Um, so, you know, the Pacers have lost some close games and. You know, LeBron just commented that they locked up Curry and that's the problem. You locked up. Quote unquote air quotes, right? Locked up Steph Curry. You held him to what twenty points that game. I actually was. I I took a bet for Steph, to, you know, to hit the under that night, um, because of the way the Pacers play defense. You locked up Steph Curry. You lose that game. You low. You you play against the Celtics. You. You can say lock up. You contain Tatum and Brown, and you lose. The Knicks. This season is for them. This this is a season for teams like the Pelicans, teams like the Knicks, teams like the the uh, the Hornets, those teams that nobody sees coming. We talked about it early in the season, though. You know, at the beginning of the season, those teams like the Hawks, where they can just kind of the Bulls, they can those, those typical bottom feeders. This is their year. Everything's off. This is their year. But you cannot, you cannot contain Steph Curry, contain Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in consecutive games and lose those games. You have got to find a way to win those basketball games. Now, TJ McConnell playing 50 minutes a game, that's not going to get you – that's not winning basketball. So I don't understand why TJ McConnell is getting so much burn. I understand, you know, Bjorkman's kind of loose with his his rotations and his lineups, and he's willing to play the hot hand. TJ McConnell would never be a guy that we look at and say he has a hot hand. Never. It's just not going to happen. You know it. I know it. Your mama know it. Your auntie and them know it. TJ McConnell's not going to have a hot hand because he don't shoot the ball. He just doesn't. If he gets fouled in the, at the end of the game, I don't I don't believe he's going to make free throws. But what do you do? Who do you play? You know, I, I don't, I don't want to hammer on this too long, and I don't want to hover about it because it just is what it is. All-star break's coming up. Pacers had the advantage of having a week off. They low-key got a mini all-star break that teams did not get because of the COVID uh, contact tracing, league protocols, league health and safety protocols. Pacers got the mini all-star break that they that they needed, right? And then they say Sabonis isn't an all-star. That's fucking great. That is amazing. We don't want Sabonis to be an all-star. Who cares? Only person that wants Sabonis to be an all-star is Sabonis' pockets because he get that $1.3 million trade kicker. I don't need Sabonis to be an all-star to validate who he is. This team has a lot more issues, and fatigue is probably going to be one of them here coming up in the next month or so. You don't necessarily need Sabonis playing in an all-star game. A meaningless, you know, I guess all all-star games, it's an exhibition. They're all meaningless, but you don't you don't need Sabonis going out there. Now you got Brogdon getting hurt. Now you got Jeremy Lamb missing the second half of the game against, I believe, against the Knicks. Um, at least a portion, a good chunk of the second half against the Knicks with some sort of knee injury. McDermott's been kind of on and off and, and in, and out, in and out of the lineup. You got too many issues going on for us to be worried about an all-star appearance. So Sabonis got his all-star appearance. When I first kind of was crafting this episode, I was like, good. He needs a break. Who cares? He didn't make the all-star team. But, again, 
fans do what fans do and fans complain. <laughs> That's our job. It don't matter how good it is. It don't matter how bad it is. Angel, I see you trying to troll, bro. Get out of here, man. I see you, bro. Nobody <laughs> care about the stupid bucks. Football season's over. Over. You a Bulls fan, right? Let's talk about basketball. The Bulls suck, bro. The Bulls are trash. Now, sucker. Uh, um, but fans do what fans do, and our job is to complain. Our job is to never be happy. Our job is to have a decent coach and still want to get him fired three days after he takes the team, after he takes the starting job, after he takes the job. You know, I talked to one of my guys the other night, and we was talking about how good or bad is Nate Bjorkman in this situation. It was like, that man was not brought in here to coach Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott, TJ McConnell, and Aaron Holiday in any combination in the starting lineup. He was not brought here to coach those young men, period. So we can't, we're not going to have the coaching conversation. Now, we'll pause right there and say that in case y'all don't know, this just happened probably five minutes, ten minutes ago now. Nate McMillan about to get another head coaching job in Atlanta because they fired their coach. Shout out to the Hawks for waiting until Black History Month was over before firing their black head coach. <laughs> Shout out to the Hawks for making the correct decision there. Lloyd Pierce is a good dude from what I've read and from what I've seen that, you know, as far as what he does with the community in Atlanta, how he's really connected to them. Um, so from a community perspective, hopefully he stays around and stays connected from a team perspective, that team should be better than what they are. Injuries. Sure. That team probably should be better than what they are. And there you have Nate McMillan has slid his wings to another job that fast. So as fans, we say Nate McMillan was bad, blah, blah, blah. But there's some sort of credence given to the injuries that the Pacers face with Nate McMillan, you know, Oladipo's attitude. Oh man. That dude. There's some sort of credence given to that. And there's an understanding that Nate, that Nate McMillan is not a bad coach. And I, you know, there, there's just no way to to, you know, look at Tom Thibodeau. Tom got the Knicks balling. He got he rejuvenated Derrick Rose again. And now there's a rumor that the Knicks might be going after Carl Anthony Towns. So just that fast, the Knicks might go from the team that everybody hates, the bottom feeder, the yada, 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 to watch out. They they may be in that we want to be a tough out role. Guys, there's what, nine or ten teams that's going to make the playoffs with the playoff, the play-in tournament for teams seven through ten, if I'm not mistaken. There's an opportunity there for the Hornets. There's opportunity for the Bulls. There's opportunity for the Knicks to get in there, kind of make some noise and cause some problems for somebody. And with the way the season is going, we've been talking all year. COVID ain't going nowhere. As unfortunate as it may be, COVID is still doing its thing. Um, I don't remember who it was. Toronto. Toronto lost Pascal and then like five or six members of the coaching staff last week. Gone. Not coming back till after this little break or whatever it may be because of COVID. And then I think somebody else just shut down a couple of days ago because they don't have the number of players required. COVID. So it's a it, man. Jason Tatum talked about the lingering effects. We talked about it, man, ad nauseum, honestly. But it's not, it's it's having a real impact on the season. And so obviously KD's been up and down and up and down. And now KD's got an injury because his body's just not able to get right. You didn't have a real training camp. You didn't have a real offseason program. This this is the weirdest NBA season. We thought the bubble was weird. 
trying to keep this season going outside of the bubble and to do the, the this is the year for a team to do some crazy stuff. And it's gonna happen come playoff time. I fully believe it. Um, I don't know who it's gonna be, but it it's something crazy is gonna happen by by the end of this year. You know, I don't I don't see T I don't see TJ Warren or Karis Levert being able to come back and, and really help the Pacers. There is no life, there's no there's no ring for the Pacers to grab onto. So Nate's gonna Bjorgren, they you know, back to we back home. Nate's going to have to figure it out because I've got this pulled up and I'm not going to go through it, but starting tonight, obviously the Pacers on the snot a little bit. You lost to the Warriors, lost to the Celtics, lost to the Knicks. You got the Sixers tonight in Philly. You know, you got a young Cleveland team who they just don't care. They don't care, right? Then you got Denver coming up. You got the Lakers, the Suns. You got Denver again, Brooklyn. Back to back against more two cons- I won't say back to back games. Two games, um, consecutive games against the Heat. They're starting to find their way. Toronto is starting to find their way. These teams that we looked at early in the season, like bro, y'all trash. That was a fluke last year. Y'all weak. Boom. Players get healthy. Get that cohesiveness back together. Teams getting some tra- some real practice time. Like these teams, the Bucks, another the Mavs, a team that can beat you. The Wizards. They can beat you by 40. You could beat them by 40 on even, any given night. Just a month ago, they were talking about just blowing that whole team up. And now the Wizards are starting to kind of knock on some folks' doors and say, hey, here we are. Right? Then you got the Heat, the Hornets, the Bulls. Man, I could, I told you I could go on and I'm not going to. But, man, put on your seatbelts. Because every season a team is going to win games they're not supposed to win. They're going to lose games they're not supposed to lose. But y'all, we in trouble. I'm not panicking. I don't have a reason to panic. We don't have something's not right. And it goes beyond um, Drew Holiday might go to the Hornets. I I doubt that. Um, And I'll, I'll, I'll address that in a minute. But th- there's this, I don't, man, I don't know. Something ain't right with the Pacers. And I think guys are tired, for starters. Edmund Sumner needs to play more. TJ McConnell just gives me, between him and Aaron Holiday, I don't know which one, like, makes me feel, like, the, just the pit in my stomach when they come in the game. Because you really just don't know what you're going to get. When it's good, it's great. But when it's bad, it just goes bad. I don't like seeing TJ McConnell in the game in the fourth quarter of any game. And you get down to the last four minutes and he's still on the floor. Yeesh. I get nervous. I get real nervous. So, you know, now that this season is is in full swing, you know, the second half of the season, the second half schedule has been released. March is always a nasty month for the Pacers anyway. This year is no different. No different. So, you know, you got haters in the chat on Facebook. Again, we on Facebook Live Um, every time we record this thing. Ed Cotner Jr., if you have questions, get at me. But we got haters in the chat talking about how the Bulls are, are whatever and how the Pacers suck. Pacers don't suck. They don't suck. The Bulls suck. Actually, the Bulls don't suck. The Bulls got Thaddeus Young, and Thad Young is is a real leader. So we'll, there's plenty of time to see what happens. 
Um, the Pacers have finally kind of had some games postponed due to COVID, and those games were now are, are now put back into the schedule as the second half of back-to-backs. So it's not even just the teams you play in. You're just getting smacked up and down the schedule because you got tough games, but they're coming on back. There, there's no rest. So um, you're hoping the Bulls go after Lonzo. I don't think – I don't know. Kobe White is just fine in Chicago. Kobe White is a good young player. I don't. I haven't really seen much in the rumor mill outside of Thibodeau going after um after Carl Anthony Towns, and that that's feasible to me. Um, I don't know what the Bulls need. I think the Bulls need a score, so I I can't imagine them going after Lonzo because he takes the ball away from Kobe White, and there's just no need to do that, especially now. Like like, and I could again, I could be wrong. I always say I could be wrong, but I just think that this is the time of year when the te- when teams make moves to get like a Blake Griffin. Or to get an Andre Drummond, you know, teams are they're holding the Pistons and, and Cavs respectively are holding those guys out. At least last I checked, because they're looking to trade them. When teams are picking these guys up, um, you know, you're picking them up because you're gonna make a run. You know, if we kind of pause real quick and go back to Victor Oladipo, this knucklehead then turned down another two year, forty five million dollar deal, forty forty million dollar deal. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Vic is Vic is gambling on himself. We said this from the beginning. Vic is gambling on himself. He's doing the same thing Lance Stevenson did. There's a there's a good there's going to be a solid market for, for Victor Oladipo. Quiet as it's kept. There's going to be a solid market because a lot of guys have already signed extensions. So Vic is going to get his money. He's probably looking to get four years, probably three to four years. You know, typical two years guaranteed player option in the third, or three years guaranteed player option in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Front loaded to that way, so that way he gets his money outside of the player option year, and then you start you start your official ring chase. But he Vic is gonna get paid. Somebody's gonna it may be a losing team, but he'll do the same thing in another three to four years. He'll force his way out of that city and demand a trade to say, I want to go here, here, and here. He'll bounce around. I'm not signing, and then boom, he'll go chase a ring. That's the league now. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Again, as fans, we are supposed to complain, and so that's what we do. But, you know, just to kind of to, to touch on that real quick and something else we complain about and we got to stop is, is Paul George. It's easy, to, it's easy to knock Paul George and call him Pandemic P when he has one bad game, but Paul George has quietly had a solid season. So I just want the people that are listening to this podcast to understand that I don't really care. I was a Paul George fan for a long time. I'm not anymore. I don't really care for Paul or Vic. Like, there's no emotional ties for me. What I hope to educate people on with this show is, like, don't be goofy, man. Like, don't be out here just talking, oh, pandemic P, pandemic P. That's easy, but you sound bitter. It's like a bitter ex. It's like a bitter ex because your ex found somebody better. He or she is happy now. They've moved on. They're doing their thing. You sound like a bitter ex when you do that kind of stuff because Paul George has quietly had a great season. And that's why y'all been leaving them alone. So cut it out. It's it's low-hanging fruit. It's one game. I get it. It's fun. Twitter, get the jokes off. I'm here for it. I, I ain't going to – you'll never hear me – you'll never see me tweet, y'all got to be nice to Paul George because he's actually having a good season. Absolutely not. Flame that man. But just for a little bit because he actually is having a, a quiet, a, a, a decent season. No all-star talk. No MVP talk. He's just doing Paul George things, and I and I like that Paul George. 
but that man took a jumper, hit the side of the backboard in an NBA game, and I believe it was a playoffs last year. So pandemic P it is until he shows me otherwise. You just won't see me talking about it too much. That's all I got. Big ups to Paul George. Go have a great year, man. I wish you well. Um, I like Kobe White. Seems uh, hoping there's an offseason for Kelly Oubre. Oh, you don't want Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre's bad. Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre is like a better Andrew Wiggins. He's a man. I don't know. Kelly Oubre is Matt Barnes that can that can score points occasionally. I don't know how to describe Kelly Oubre. You don't want that guy on your team. He's not going to change anything. He's. I like his effort. If you have a team where you can kind of slide him into a Matt Barnes role or a Draymond Green role, Kelly Oubre is a good guy for that. Like if you can slide him into a Trevor Ariza, not quite Ariza, yeah, kind of Trevor Ariza role. Where you just kind of come in, play defense, get under people's skin, drop somebody crazy, steal 17 points somehow, and then go sit down and go home and go away, and nobody knows you're there. So, like, he's wired we, He's wired differently, man. And I, I, I like his – I love the attitude. He's wired differently. He's he's Matt Barnes that can score. He's just a guy that's just going to get on your nerves. And you want to punch him, and you can't. And that's where he gets his buckets. But when you actually need him in a scoring role, I wouldn't. Personally, personally, I wouldn't. Um, Angel, listen, man, I'm going to be honest. I wish you knew me like and like could hang out with me because when I go to Pacers games, the Bulls, like, it was actually like a running joke that I would just, in the middle of Pacers games at the Fieldhouse, I would randomly just yell out, go Bulls. And people would be like, yo, there's a Bulls fan in the section. What are you doing? And so that's been a joke for like for years, bro. So, and that's 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 for real. And I wish Kyle and then was here to talk about that. But Justin knows um, that's been a running joke for a long time that I just run around Pacers post and just drop in, go Bulls. I post Benny the Bull, all that good stuff. I don't know what happened. I absolutely hate the Bulls forever and always. <laughs> forever and always i would never like the bulls you can't pay me well, okay you can pay me money like the bulls if anybody wants to buy my fandom pay me i'm here for it because i'm tired of the pacers at this point so if y'all want to give me some money to be a fan of your team hey i'm here um so um another thing too man real quick is i'm tired of the pacers being on national tv i hoped and prayed that the pacers never ever ever play a game on national tv again it just doesn't go well. And then y'all wonder why Sabonis isn't an all-star. Like, we get on national TV and fans are like, yeah, we need some respect. Respect the Pacers. Put us on ESPN. And then 20-point loss. Oh, we got another chance. The Warriors? Pacers about to lose again. Please, please, no more national TV games. Milwaukee, I was okay with because Milwaukee is just a better team. They did what they were supposed to do. But no more national TV games. I'm tired of it. If you had a million, you would cry laugh. Man, it would take more than a million to get me in Bulls gear. I cannot. The gear, that that that's tough. <laughs> I don't know about the Bulls gear. And for those of you who are listening and not watching on, on Facebook Live, um, I do try to respond, as you can tell, to these comments, man, because that's kind of where I get some of my energy from. Otherwise, it's just me talking to myself, and it's boring. I'm boring. That's just that. But, yeah, man, just no more national TV. Please stop crying for games. Please stop asking for, please stop asking for, um, you know, some respect and NBA TV. Oh, NBA TV doesn't really count as national TV. 
if you don't have the, the Fox Sports app or the Pacers on the app, you know, Fox Sports, I understand. Cable TV is screwy. Find a way. But do not put us on national TV anymore. Again, ever. Not to the playoffs when we absolutely have to. And then even when we do have to be on national TV, put us like in that early slot where nobody's watching or just slot our playoff games over to NBA TV where you get some people watching but not enough to really matter. Then I think we'll be just fine. I really do. Then we like Sabonis can do Sabonis things. We need Brogdon to be healthy and do Brogdon things. But no more national TV, doggone it. I have absolutely had enough. Enough. Um, so, you know, that is what it is for the Pacers. I told you, I don't want to talk about them forever. I love the Pacers, but it's just, it's a, the conversation doesn't change here much. Like, I, look, listen, I'm going to see if I can pull this up real quick. And as a matter of fact, I have it. Listen, listen to these quick numbers, right? These, these stats are courtesy of basketball reference. This is what I don't want to do, but I saw this and it just kind of was like, okay, like points a game, 15th out of 30th. Opponent points a game, 15th out of 30. SRS, 11th. Pace, 13th. Offensive rating, 17th. Defensive rating, 12th. Net rating, 12th. Expected win-loss, 12th. That's what we do, and I hate it. I'm so tired of being in the middle, bro. I'm so tired. Like, can we just be all the way good or all the way bad for a change? I just, I'm tired getting... I, what was it an Oreo commercial? Squeeze in the middle. Smack that in the middle. Some of y'all ain't old enough for that commercial. Don't ask me why I remember that, but I'm so tired of being in the middle of everything every year with the Pacers. So I'm not going to drag it on. That's just what we do. It's who we are. We'll find a way to stay in the middle. We'll win games. We'll be in the middle. We'll draft in the middle. <laughs> that The guy that we draft will be a mid-level draft talent. And we will be a middling team again next year. It is what it is. So, as we move forward, Cody Crew, um, you asked me about Oladipo. Bro, you missed that, I kid you not, by about 45 seconds. I did talk about Vic. Vic is who Vic is. Vic just needs to stop saying, no, they gave up on me. Huh? Who gave up on you? Listen, that's the only issue I have. Don't blame other people. He made his decisions. I respect, I actually like the decision. Because if I could afford to gamble on myself too, I would. And if I'm being completely honest, I low-key am gambling on myself on some stuff right now. It's another story, another day. Mind your business. Okay? But yes, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals today. Little smidget of NFL talk. J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. I don't know what that'll do. Um, word on the street is they had a good defense before. JJ got a two-year, $30 million deal, 23 guaranteed. That boy got paid, and he can't even play every down. So I don't knock the hustle. I don't know what made him go there. I don't know what his other offers were. I know there was talk about, like, him having a Peloton there was a he had a Peloton profile that like had his his top three teams like he owned a bike shop. Twitter's if you don't have Twitter, get Twitter. And if you do have Twitter, follow your boy. Um, I believe it's Eduardo Johnson is what I have it said at right now. Um, follow me, talk to me, do it, do it. Um, I'm getting weird. 
Uh, but yeah, JJ Watt did get paid, man. And that hey, more power to him. I I I I cannot knock the hustle. He found his way out of Houston. That is a sinking ship, and I I am hoping and praying literally for Deshaun Watson to get out of Houston and to save his career. Um, I I I don't that I don't know that team is pathetic. I know the front office in Houston has to be losing their mind that they managed to get DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt back together, and if not for a halfway decent Kyler Murray, Hopkins would easy or or or. or uh, Watson would easily be on his way there with him. So, good move for JJ. Uh, a little, maybe overpaid. He's not an every down guy, and he got he got a good amount of money. I think that's respect money, and I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, guys get the money they deserve plus a little bit more, and he's earned it. He's earned it. Uh, yeah, he's definitely not the same Watt. I don't think he's looking to win a championship necessarily though. A lot of guys, man, a lot of times, you, watch, you're going to see Tampa Bay is going to lose some key guys. Doesn't mean they're not going to be back there, but a lot of times, man, if you ever listen to NFL players talk, they always talk about how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. That's the one thing I love hearing Big Joe talk about. That's probably the only thing I love hearing Big Joe talk about here in the city is the Super Bowl runs with Buffalo because he always talks about how tough it is to get to a Super Bowl, how tough it is to win a Super Bowl, but then to go back and to get back there again, just getting there again the following year is tough as hell. So for the, for the Bills back then to do it, to get there four years in a row, never mind if they lost them, just to continuously get there, that's wild. So I think you're going to see that with Tampa where, like, everybody's in love with them right now. They're going to have – oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, man, y'all got to chill. Uh. They're going to have some key players come back, but they're going to lose some key guys too, and that's going to be interesting. And if you want to know why I'm laughing, you probably don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. JP just told me I should change my name to Ed Angelo. Um, uh, You're my lady. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> You're my lady. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I did the wrong song. He even put a request in and said he thought I was going to perform How Does It Feel? Hey, Ed Untitled is my joint. I'll say that for another episode later. I miss karaoke. <laughs> Again, this is why I like having the comments, man, because I get to just kind of jump off topic, and it's more fun for me. I don't know if y'all enjoy listening to it being chaotic like this, but I enjoy it. And if you know me, I love to sing songs, and I like to sing karaoke, and I miss it. So sometimes I sit here and I record myself singing into this mic just to have a feeling of me singing songs. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, uh, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens in the NFL, man. Again, I always say we'll see what happens because I just don't know. I don't have that kind of knowledge. I don't have the, the research and stats and salary caps and all that stuff. That's for y'all to look at, man. It's 2021, and we still ain't got to pay for Google. We can start a karaoke challenge, though, JP. I see you. I'm with it because I, I, I will sing the songs, bro. If you ever heard me sing George on my mind, mm, it's good stuff. I'll toot my horn on that one. It's good stuff. So, um, real quick, last NBA thing. LaMelo Ball is balling. Shout out to LeVar Ball. Um, my that that's my that's my guy. I like LeVar Ball. I like the bar the ball family. Um, major supporters over this way. And so I love that LaMelo Ball is still killing. Y'all dogged him out. Y'all talked about him. We said he wasn't gonna do this and wasn't gonna do that. 
LeVar told us a long time ago that Melo was the best one out of the three. And LeVar was not playing. Never lost. Hey, hey, that one-on-one never lost? Hey, bro, that is crazy. Because that young bull is in the league balling. And I love it. He giving me, I, w- I will not compare him to Allen Iverson. But he's giving me AI vibes with just kind of the way he does his thing. I la- He's giving me that John ja Morant, just that high energy, can score on you, wants to pass the ball, wants to do the crazy stuff, crashing into the, the, the Gatorade buckets the other night. I like LaMelo Ball, man. I like Lonzo Ball. I like the Ball family. Them is my people. Period. Just wanted to drop that in there. My 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 weekly my my episode every episode ball family update. Lomelo's still killing. Lonzo's still thriving. He might get traded, and it sucks because I, I want him to find somewhere and stick and really be a good contributor. Um, New Orleans is playing up and down. Zion is just a monster. Zion Zion Williamson is a monster, man. So I, I'm 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 excited to see what happens with Lonzo because he's he's not playing bad at all. He's a tip. He's a he's playing traditional NBA point guard basketball, and that's just not what we're used to seeing anymore. We're used to seeing point guards that score. Booker, Chris Paul, his brother, you know, Ja. We're used to seeing these scoring point guards now, and Lonzo is just kind of taking you back and giving you that classic NBA point guard. I'm gonna play my role, do my job, and go sit down and collect my checks. And I respect it. I love it. Okay. So real quick, this is where it's kind of about to get boring for some of y'all. But earlier I mentioned like a 20-point lead because last week um, I played uh, in the CCA um, CCA Basketball League. And last week was championship week. So we had to win two games to win the championship. So we played the first game, the semifinal game. And then we played against a team that beat us, that gave us our first loss on the season a couple weeks ago. There was a lot of anger and frustration. I don't even know not like now that I'm looking back, I don't even know that we wanted to win the championship as much as we just wanted to beat that team. Because we got to the championship game and we were dead tired because that that semifinal game was a double overtime game. And even though overtime is only like a minute, one or two minutes, that, man, when you play 40 minutes and then you you bat like we battled that game. That game was a neck and neck battle all the way through. I don't think any either team led by more than like seven or eight points. Man, we balled out that game. But we we stuck to our guns and got back to what we did, and we beat them. And then we got to the championship tired. Like, the team we played in the championship got to sit and watch us finish our game. So they they played two games as well, but them over, man, that, that, that double overtime, man, is tough. And we old. I'm old. I, I ain't got double overtime in me. I went live for a little bit um, until I went in the game, and then my guy that I uh, – our little buddy that we had recording for me said he was done. But – um. Man, like y'all gotta start playing the leagues. Y'all gotta start playing the leagues. Cause I think if if people, you know, I understand that playing CCA ball is not playing NBA basketball, not even overseas, not G League, none of that. But I think when you when you start to understand the difference in the game, you start to kind of have a different appreciation for the NBA. This is why I like sports so much. Cause once you start to get yourself into it and get involved, there's so many different levels to this game, to, to it, man. It's, it's crazy. So like we were up and down, up and down, even in the championship game. It's crazy how you can be up by 15 points and that shit goes that fast. Cause you cannot just come down court and play like you playing the 15. That game is going to end. When you play the 15 at the Y, you got you can just gun. Cause you're gonna the game, somebody's gonna get to 15 in the stops. 
when you're playing with a 20-minute running clock, two 20-minute halves running clock, you get to 15, it's 16, 17 minutes left in that half. You got to keep going. So even if you up by 12, because we've been up, and hell, we almost lost our semifinal game because we was up, and we just could not score in the second half. We found a way to win that game, but man, I, I guess this rant is for myself, and if y'all want to kind of hear it, that's fine. I really don't don't care. <laughs> um, that's why I have a podcast. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, YMCA ball or rec ball where you just go play pickup games are totally different than when you play in a league basketball game at any level. So, just go play. Just go play because I'm not going to stay here long. But one thing I do want to gripe about is if I take two shots a game and I miss both of those shots, don't tell me I'm sad because I missed two shots. Because if I go 0 for 2 or if I go 5 for 7, what's the difference? I still missed two shots, right? Volume matters. And I'm telling you all this to help you understand maybe a guy like a Miles Turner or or guys that you see, oh, he trash, he trash. And if the guy goes 8 for 21 and you consistently shooting 8 for 21, then we can talk about that guy not maybe just not having it. But if a guy shooting three for five or one for four, get off of him. Again, I I I I started this and I said I was gonna do this, and I'm I'm not gonna stay here long. I'm not. Cause I'm I'm hungry and I'm tired. But get yourselves in the games. Go do some other stuff other than what you see. Be a better fan. I think that's what I want out of this podcast is, like, to talk about, like, life stuff, but then, like, to to talk about, like, to make people better understand the games that we watch. Like, even if it's just football, like, understand the level that you watch, understand the level that you play at. Like, again, I know playing the 15 at a rec center, that game is going to end. But, bro, when I go and we playing for a championship, you can miss a bucket. And be like, okay, now if you constantly turning over and missing shots, then we got to go sit down. But, man, if I'm 0 for 3 and you ain't giving me the ball in my space, I'm a rhythm shooter. I tell you that. I, I know me. I'm a rhythm shooter. If you catch me in a corner, you catch me in a wing, I'm going to talk to you and say, left, I'm with you. Wing it. Trail, come through. That's me. I'm a rhythm player. I, I, I like to get my shots off of everybody else. I don't, I'm not an on-the-ball guy. That's not me. But I understand my game enough to know that. But, man, like, Understanding everybody else's game is something that makes rec players rec players. That's why we are what we are because there's a it's there's levels to not just the talent. Because I've seen guys with talent, I've played against some talent even in these gyms. But man, there's a different level when it comes to understanding the game, understanding how to put your teammates in good positions. So I'm gonna shorten this rant, but please, please, please change up how you watch these games. Like go participate in the league. Same thing with softball. We can go to the tunnels all day, but my pitcher that's pitching great pitches to me and throwing me cookies all day does not replicate Bob Jones throwing me a knuckleball that's dropping three feet short of the plate that looks amazing, and then that thing just stops. Right on, Ron. I appreciate that, bro. I, I really miss playing with y'all. I ain't going to lie to you because you, you you still got them young legs. You see I just switched over to refing more than I am playing. But, man, I just – I talk a lot because I understand the game. I've never been – the greatest athlete on any level in any sport. I tell you that when I walk in a building, I'm not about to kill nobody for you. Now, if you leave me open or you put me in a position to to be successful, like last night they put a bat in my hands, I stepped up to the plate and went two for two. Shout out to Stephen Hill. I promise you that was not my goal. I I don't take credit for that bruise at all. That's not that's not funny. 
I really thought you was about to throw me out at first. But you put a bat in my hands or you give me an open jump shot, I'm going to talk to you and let you know. Come closer. You running at me like Buddy did last week with a shirt up. Uh, I don't even like you, my guy. So I need you to disrespect me so I can score and look at you and say, come closer. You too far away. That's too much space. I'm going to let you know. Damn, I want to go play now. I'm going to let you know. But I also know, like, you don't want me playing point guard for you because I'm going to turn the ball over. You don't give me the ball in a fast break unless I get it on the rebound. I'm going to tell you, talk to me. All the way. Talk to me. What we got? What we got? Left, right? Where we at? Because if it's you with the ball, I'm going to yell, wolf, wolf, left side, trouble, trouble, trail, help left, two on one, three on two. That's the shit for me that makes the game fun. But it's so simple to do. And then, like, to watch people get buckets. If my teammates score, I score. If you you get 20 and I get two, but we win the game, I'm getting a ring or a T-shirt or whatever it is it may be. I'm, I'm winning. I've never been selfish. I've never been good enough to be selfish. So that just is what that is, man. Um, I just kind of wanted to rant about that. I wish I could have gone live a little longer at that game, but there was nobody there, um, pretty much just players. And the one girl that was there was for the other team. But we did lose the championship to some kids at that. But I think we just got tired. We just got tired. We had some old guys. G's up near 40. I'll be 36 in a couple of weeks. AJ's in his 30s. And we just tired, man. We old. Banging and bumping around in the paint. You know, I probably did more talking than I did anything. But they, again, they, in the first game, tried to hit me with an intentional foul. Fouling, fouling. I'm going to make my free throws. Who do you think this is? What you thought? Because I ain't shot all game. And I'm he talking to me at the line. Oh, yeah, bro. He get the box out, box out. Box out for what? What, because you ain't seen the jumper? And you're going to give me two freebies. You're going to give me two freebies in crunch time. You ain't seen the jumper, so you just going to give me points? Man, listen. Listen. Don't let this gut fool y'all, man. If anybody want to see me on the court, I'm I'm, I'm a few steps slower. That it, man. Tearing my Achilles, man, like really just sucked. I was already on the other side anyway, but that was a major blow. But best believe the clip stays loaded. Okay? Loaded. So if anybody want to get this smoke, I'm probably best in two ball at this point. <laughs> I'm not going to beat you 21. You get me in a 505 scenario with a good team, we can run. But I'm probably best in two ball because ain't nobody guarding me. And no pressure. I can just shoot the ball. And two ball ends. Um, But, yeah, man, like I said, I'm going to wrap up right there. I don't want to take up too much of y'all time. It's the 1st of March. Um, The days, it's it's almost 6 o'clock. I'm looking outside. And if you can see me, y'all see my face is lit up a little bit because I got this ring light. But my window is open. The sun is still shining. Good things are about to start happening for us. We got COVID vaccines. Um. You know, we about to, we got spiders coming up in a month. You got fishing. You get outdoors a little bit more. Golf season about to kick off. I'm ready to get them swing. I ain't swung my clubs all year. Um, good things happen in March. I was born March 18th, 1985, 7.28 a.m. I made my appearance. So best believe we're going to find a way to celebrate that thing. I'm thinking about I'm already planning like a special um, podcast episode. 
a special birthday episode. So I'm working on that. I don't know how that's going to go or what it's going to be, but that's coming up. Good things come in March, man. You got March and then April, you just kind of survive. And then the month of May is sitting right there waiting on us. So continue to pray for your boy. Cause I really, I really still need, um, I need that IMS credential for the month of May. I need that. So y'all hope and pray that we can get some numbers out there. I don't care if I got to wear a mask, a bodysuit, whatever. I need, I need that credential for the month of May. All right. So y'all have a great, um, a great day, great evening. I hope you had a great start to the month of March. I know I did my day one numbers. My, my files went, went over pretty well. Everything was good to go. Um, as always, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe, hit all the buttons on the Ball is Not Life podcast page. Um, find me, add me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook. My name is Ed Codner Jr. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm out here. This thing is going to be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other platforms. Shout out to Anchor for hosting this thing. Ain't no commercials. I'm not trying to make no money off y'all. I just want to sit here, talk about sports, talk about life, and we're going to have some fun. All right. So until next time, people, y'all have a great day. Have a great everything, a great life. I love you. Thank you. Bye.